International. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, everybody in between. This is Feature This a Fan Edit Podcast. theme inserted right there is that about right no <laughs> no not the slightest you can put the jaws theme in there just throw everybody I'm off put the jaws theme in there all right for you all right uh i am here today with a fellow comrade in arms donna bourgeois <laughs> who's gonna do the whole wow. podcast using sign language sign, yeah <laughs> well if i had a second to say anything before ethan has the lol oh yeah you were yeah don't you know i don't know why the pregnant pause I can't and, even see you. I don't and, know. Why and that's Ethan over there on the other mic. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello, world. Hello, everybody. Today, uh, in between, every, yeah. Uh, so we're talking uh, Indiana Jones, but what? not necessarily the Indiana Jones that uh, you know we could talk about. Um, so uh, I've done an episode previously on Indy Four. Indy Four is a garbage movie. There's a pretty really? good. Uh, uh, and a pretty good fan of that, but if you listen, that's a different episode. Okay. Right. Go back into the archives. Right. Yeah, it's uh, NJCV, NJSC, one of those. Wow. He did a good fan edit of that. So Accurate. Yeah, pinpoint. And mm-hmm. uh, But we just, uh, we're doing today, we're actually not really discussing a fan edit per se as much as we're discussing a fan film. Uh, of particular note, we just got back from the theater watching Raiders. Raiders! Uh, the story of the greatest fan film ever made. The story of the greatest Adam Raiders <laughs> frequent guest. I think this is probably the, the, the greatest, the only fan film I've ever really heard of. You know, really? outside of, you know, like a feature length fan movie. Not like a little short that's put on YouTube that's, you know, nine and a half minutes long, but like. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't I don't know of any I don't know of any one of anything like this. I was going to ask if people do this frequently. I have never heard of this before. This is insanity. Have I you think done there's it? There's a Rambo one, is there? No, there's Son of Rambo, which is like the Yeah, like a fake version of the same thing. Yeah, it's like a fake version of the same but idea. But I think that there is an actual Rambo one. Really? Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know either. We'll have to put our Google tools to work on that. Okay, I can try. <laughs> okay, good, good luck. Uh, so if you uh, watch the trailer or watch the movie, it's repeatedly set, uh, made clear on, mu- on multiple occasions that this film uh, is a, it's a documentary about these kids who over the course of eight or nine different summers... Um, Film Raiders of the Lost Ark shot for shot, um, you know, without uh, any kind of budget whatsoever. Yeah. So it's everything is homemade, the special effects and it's nuts. and everything. And it's sort of a the documentary itself 
you know, goes back to old footage. So we see some of them going, we see some of the outtakes of the original Raiders. And yeah. then, and then we also see what is essentially the, the purpose of the movie is to capture the last scene that they never got to film. Yeah. So it's a documentary about a film that was made about, that was made shot for shot of another film. It's also a draft house film, so if you're trying to see this movie, you may need to check for your nearest draft house or Alamo draft yeah. house. It should be out soon too. I Does that mean that they have it the, is currently they out. have the distribution rights yes. on it? They own it. Yeah, this oh. is their, their film. film. No, oh really? Yeah. yeah. So when uh, the witch came out, it was the same thing. No, that no, was a recommend. Yeah. Oh, okay. But okay. they own the rights for um, some other ones. The Nick Cave documentary and Bullhead and, uh, I mean, there's like a million of them. The Visitor, The Vision or whatever, which is really good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't they know did a collab with Mondo. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what Oh, yeah, Cheap are. Thrills. Yeah. I Death. Think. Yeah, a band called Death. That was one of theirs. Yeah. That's one I always wanted to see, but, but by the Clown. time I got around to seeing it, it was out. A, a, ban- a band, called, band Death. called Death. Yeah, yep. that's yeah a, the really black good. rock, punk rock guys. Oh, yeah, from Detroit. From Detroit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they look pretty badass. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how Tim League does all of his... I don't know how he handles his money. He's a good curator. He's a very good curator. We went to... I mean, Ethan and I, well, you go to the movies a lot too, but last year when I was writing for the website that shall not be named, (laughs) I... (laughs) Oh, God. Shots fired. That shall not be named correctly anyway. Yeah, Yeah. boobtube.blowjobs. Yeah, it's called uh, uh, VA Club. Uh, okay that's rude because the av club is actually a good website actually yeah hold that in credits yes i would oh, okay but yeah but boob too so y'all were watching a ton of movies last year yeah, yeah so yeah. i watched if you haven't if this is your first introduction to the podcast i used to write for a website and i was watching 365 movies last year spoiler alert i didn't make it but wow uh i did as a result, spend uh, I over over uh, well over a thousand dollars, not including duplicate <laughs> tickets or meals or drinks right, that were right. bought at the draft at house this point, last you year. Should own stock, in yeah, pretty house. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but one of the things that we went to was a because um, they do a lot. If you don't have a draft house, they're they're awesome. It's easily one of the best theaters, like in the. In the country, sure. if not the you world, saying that makes me want to take like a strong anti Tim League stance and like just just try to start. Just well, I will. I will absolutely fight that one tooth and nail. No, he's great. But, yeah, but fuck but, Tim. Fuck Tim League. Come at me. Okay, that's so rude. No, that's for like very a thousand mean. different I'm reasons. Sorry. Yeah. So we last year we went to this uh, screening. Me. There was a movie which is also a draft house film that mm-hmm. came out last year called mm-hmm. um, RX Eight Hundred or something. Mm. It was a, a Dom movie um, about... It's a Japanese movie by a super famous director that I don't remember. He's a comedian R100. in Japan. R100. And uh, he did Big Man Japan, which is like the only film aside from R100 that had an American release. All his other films are Japan only. Hmm impossible to hunt down yeah and we went to a movie marathon where we watched every single film that he's done 
leading up to R100. Yeah. They did and the it was distro. fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Drafthouse did the distro for it. it which gets me to the one thing. Uh, I'm just going to... We're Okay, so, so straight up, spoilers. It's really good. If you want to watch it, like shut this off now. Go watch it because it's amazing. We're just going to say that off the bat, but... I'm going to go into some spoilers yeah. that I want to talk about because it kind of goes along. I want to get into button-on-a-thons so bad. So, okay. so bad. Okay, so... Yeah, that yeah, go I would love to do that. It is impossible. Like the getting tickets and getting it, in? You or? don't get tickets. It's like the Illuminati <laughs> of fucking nerds. Well, and it's like a super tiny, it's tiny... Soup. It's it's here. They do it at the at South the Lamar. House, yeah. yeah, but it's like... S- super tiny festival so it's like in terms a VI- of you have to be a, a special not just a regular vip but yeah. a vip of the vip well, you, you well you've never you've gone with us to see a couple movies during fantastic fest but that's another yeah. huge draft house thing that we go to every year since we've since they've been doing yeah. it and it's like all industry people there's right. actors and actresses yeah. there I, I mean it's like a that's a crazy. Well, so it so started the, by the same person. Uh, Fantastic Fest is, was co-started by uh, Harry Knowles, who oh, that guy? from Ain't It Cool. Yeah, yeah. he he button is like his thing, and it's like twenty four hours of just film with like a bunch of weird premieres and a bunch of like like they premiered uh, Two Towers and like a bunch of like this. They, well, they, this movie premiered last year at Fantastic Fest. So they played yeah. the Raiders movie and then they played yeah, the, docu- the documentary. Yeah. Right. So there's two different things that we're talking about here is the actual movie that the kids made, which is called Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah. adaptation or whatever. And then the documentary about filming the last sequence, which is what, what we just saw was the documentary. Was the well, and, and the discussion and, of filming up until getting yeah, to the yeah, last yeah. sequence. And the, and the segue here is that apparently, and I didn't know this, but apparently the the, the, the movie version that they made, the, the adaptation, was a big success at the Buttonomathon Marathon. Well, because they played it during a break and Eli, Eli Roth brought it in and gave it to Harry Knowles, who curates the whole thing. And then he's like, you got to play this. They, and then that's when they're talking about, we played it and we cut it after 45 minutes and people were Because like, Because they weren't, it wasn't part of the schedule. They just yeah. dropped it in the middle of a break. Yeah, I yeah, see. Yeah. Now I get to understand the yeah. story better. Yeah. And like, I always, uh, like one person who always goes to Buttonomathon is like Doug Benson. So, so you yeah. always see, like, I always watch his updates of like Buttonomathon of like what they're playing because you don't know what they're going to play. Oh, yeah, it's all super secret, hush-hush. Super And it's all like really, I mean, like they say in the movie, it is like weird, obscure shit that like yeah. you, you have never, never yeah, you'll yeah, never yeah. see and you've definitely never even heard of. Well, wow. no, because they also do like really big premieres there. Like, Yeah, they but did, that's like, like the 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 icing. That's like the yeah. finale of it all. That's yeah. the same thing that happens at... At Fantastic Fest, though, is that they'll play like yeah. like movies that are up and coming. That this is like one of the points where it's like, oh well, this movie is going to be like fucking huge. Like yeah. Bone Tomahawk screened there. So did The Witch, which is controversial because I think all three of us didn't really care for it too much, but yeah. it was a pretty popular movie, and that right. was the North American screening of it. Yeah, but they also will have a secret event every night, and yeah. it's a secret screening, secret and you don't screening. know what it's going to be, yeah. and it's like. You know? I remember I found out about Buttonomathon like five years ago, 
And I was like, I, I just like heard about it like a week before it was going to happen. Right. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go to that. And then like, <laughs> I like get on Twitter and I'm like, I'm a rude awakening. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like you go on the Wikipedia for it or something and it's like, like critically hailed as the hardest film event to get into. <laughs> Even Clooney can't get a damn yeah, seat. I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm just like, I just walk in. I don't know. <laughs> You'll just stroll in. Like, I'm sure they'll I mean, have a seat for we've you. We've done that for like. That's how I get by at most festivals. Is like, especially ones that are here. You like, just, I'll pay for some of them. Like, I'll definitely pay. Like, I'll pay for a film festival. But like, if you can't get in, it's just. I mean, it's like being a kid at the movie theaters. You just kind of walk around and try to. Just yeah, walk I mean, you can. Yeah, and. and uh, <laughs> It sounds a lot cooler to admit it not on record, but we have definitely just walked into movies during Fantastic Fest at least one every year. Just walked in and somehow slipped through the seams. But it's like... You know, I've fucking given you enough money. Like, I also, you know, I'm gonna drink 15 oh, drinks yeah, while I'm in the movie. And it's like, also like I pr- probably can't get a ticket. I to hear this, you justifying. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we're just talking I, about I, stealing. I've torn to the movie or two right in my time, so, so we're, that, we're all not innocent. That is here. something that I will not do unless it's fucking Straw Weissman. Again, that guy is a piece <laughs> oh, yeah, of fucking fuck shit. shit. Fuck yeah. Star Weissman. Uh, torrent that shit. Yeah, don't. Tor- I mean, don't. Don't torrent But movies, if you're going no, tor- to. No, don't. If you want to watch Bikini Model Academy, <laughs> just send me a DM on, on Twitter or Facebook, and I'll just give it to you. I have it on a Google Drive this, labeled this is, Do this, Not Watch. But this is not your charity of uh, of wanting to share this movie with others. This is to, no, no, This no. is just to circumvent any possible monetization of it from the yeah, director. Yeah, no, I'm trying. <laughs> Trying to keep money away from yeah. Straw Weissman. Yeah, yeah that Fantastic guy's a fucking monster. Fest, Fantastic Fest and, I mean, but Numathon, if I could, is all just like fucking take my money. Right. Like all day. But like if I can't get in, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm a skeezy Those motherfucker. Those marathons are really fun. You you should try. Have you ever gone to one of them? Um, yeah. Not, what's the longest I'm, you've sat in a cinema for like consecutive movies? Uh, I think I mean there was a time where I would do like I would go to the theater early and just bounce from one to the other and maybe catch Stealing three movies shit? in a day. No, no, no. I'd pay for tickets and oh just, really? Like would I would time chill. it so I could do one, two, and three. That's uh, good. It was when I was like super broke and couldn't do anything <laughs> except go to the movies. Yeah, then why know? didn't you just? <laughs> I should See, have probably just snuck in. We yeah. would do that in Michigan too. Not yeah. when we were broke, but like in Michigan, actually, much like here in Austin right now, it is humid as. Fuck oh in the God. summers. I'm swimming right now. So we would sense. be like, the AC isn't working. Like you don't have central air in a lot of places in Michigan. So like when it's hot, you're like everyone's just standing in front of the AC, and we'd be like, let's just yeah. go to the movies for <laughs> the entire day. day. Yeah, just yeah, for yeah, the yeah. AC. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what you do. So I want to ask you guys, uh, kind of a a critical question, if I can, about documentaries. You guys have sure. clearly I love have docs. seen. You've yeah, clearly yeah, yeah. seen way more documentaries than I have. Really. Yeah, just you're I not think, a doc guy. I think, you're not I mean, a doc. I'm just, I'm just I'm guessing. Gonna, yeah, I'm going to say that's a you, safe you, assumption. Yeah. Based you want to roll the dice on that? Yeah. <laughs> you're not a doc, bro. So I've we s- made you watch Dig though, yeah, not too long ago. Dig. Okay, did you like Dig? I did. I like Dig. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't mine. Well, see, this is what I want to ask you about. Okay. What is the because there's two things that seem to be going on with any documentary I see. One. The content itself is it an interesting story? Are they sure. capturing something interesting? Uh-huh. And then two, 
is the filmmaking of the documentary actually good? Or yeah. is it just a lot of talking heads and boring? We no, just, that just shit sucks. The you don't want that. So uh, I've always struggled between... is, is, a do- is how, do, how do you rate a documentary? By how good the content is or how well it's presented? Both. Totally both. Yeah, like, I've... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Like I think with more stale content, like with something that's like clinical, like having talking heads is fine because it's like it's like watching an hour and a half long uh, like uh, news segment. But like if it's something about art, like you want to see the art and you want to see him making the art. That's why like American movie is like fucking the one of the best docs ever made and and, and dig to an extent is be- in this movie because you're seeing. Uh, you're seeing people change over like eight years. It's like they didn't give up like making like for American movies. It's like they didn't give up making that doc for so long, and he didn't give up making his movie for so long. So it's like this weird meta thing that occurs where it's just it's just fascinating, and I think that makes for like like that's like top tier. I I think that that's a different thing than what you're asking though, or at least I would interpret what you're asking a different way in that I think that so I have seen a lot of documentaries and I've seen really really bad documentaries, which sounds nearly impossible to do and it's not uh, and I've also seen really good ones of course, but uh the really bad ones are rarely bad because the subject matter is disinteresting or uninteresting. They're normally bad because it's a shitty camera or just generally filmed shitty, in addition to the fact that they are edited poorly. So one of the one of the best things about this documentary is that because while it does talk about them as children, they're the only video of them as children is the video of them from the movie that they made or the bloopers from the movie that they made as well. But there isn't, it's not like they filmed the documentary at the same time that they were filming the movie. So you're only getting a a reflective version of what was happening. You're not growing with them. I agree. But the, the way that it's edited still has peaks and valleys, you know, like they have a struggle and then you know, maybe it lulls for a little bit. They're just talking about like how their life is now. And then it talks about something else. that's like kind of tragic that's going on or it cuts in with like the interesting things that are happening with like the guy and his job or like the difficulties that they're having trying to get this thing off the ground to film this last scene. Well, when it comes down to it, what you have to realize is that is that docs are still movies and in order to make a good movie, in order to make a good doc, you have to present a story, and it, ha- it should it has to have shape. It it definitely needs shape, and it, and aside from shape, it 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 should follow the same kind of structure of a movie. It should tell a story, and the thing. The docs that I see failing are the ones that are really clinical and they're just presenting information. You don't want that. You want a story, which like for Dig, for example, like I saw Anton talking about Dig, like reflectively, like like ten years after Dig was released, and he's like he's like, oh, none of that story. He's like, that's a total like Hollywood story. Like it's not even that's not even how it happened, you know. But they got to make a story, and it's like they fucking make a story. Like that is a story. 
Right. Yeah, and that that's a movie. It's not a doc. It's like when you're watching it, you're like, I'm watching like just a crazy raw movie. Well, I mean, in comparison, uh, if you flip on, well, maybe not History, History Channel 2 or whatever that actually shows actual History Channel stuff. Okay. You know, you can watch an hour piece on, I don't know, the you know the Normandy invasion. Sure. And by all stretch... I don't think they have any of those on right. History Channel. <laughs> by all stretch of the imagination, it is a documentary about the Normandy invasion, sure. but it's a 48-minute capture of it with a uh-huh. lot of, you know, the same kind of Ken Burns style scene with the you know, the pictures kind of zoom in slowly and it's black and white and there's a lot of talk and yeah. voiceover. But I wouldn't go so far as to say that's a documentary. It's a TV show. Well, I mean, it's I, presented on TV, but there's a, there's a different kind of scope. Are you talking like style? A, Stylistically? A, yeah, because in, in, a, in, 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 in like that kind of history channel type of thing, it's like what you're seeing is something that's very informative. This is a history yeah. lesson. Let me just run through the facts. Which and, is fine. And, I mean, it can be interesting if the subject is interesting. But I would never classify that as a documentary. Huh. I, I mean, you you wouldn't classify like the war as a documentary, like Ken Burns. Well, see, uh, I feel that. See, I don't know. Like that seems great to me. He's a great documentarian in the war. I yeah. mean, it's like it's amazing to watch it all. I and, mean, it's just and there are story arcs throughout the whole thing. It's just different schools, and like I think I think when you're dealing with something like that, like like war, the footage is so amazing. So it comes down to like who got the best footage of when it was happening. I'd love to talk to you all about Alan King, but I'm pretty sure that neither of you even know who that is. I know who Alan King is. Fuck you. You always bring him up as some sort of high road. Because, no, I don't bring him up as a high road. He's the king of documentaries. He's the one that made modern documentaries what they are. Slice of life. And they are... I thought that was Errol Morris. No. Alan King is a Canadian, and he's the one that did Warrendale, which is what Geraldo Rivera got his fame from. Nope, I missed that lesson in the 1970s, 80s. <laughs> yeah, uh, anyway, he's... I don't bring him up as a high road. I mean, he. I don't think that he gets as much respect as he deserves for what he did. But And sure. also, you haven't even seen any of his movies, so you can just fuck right mad, off. They're mad depressing. I they're like cre- documentaries about art. I don't like... Okay, well, then that's your... I don't know. Like, Grey Gardens. I can't even stomach Grey Gardens. Grey Gardens is disgusting. What is that? What is that? Oh, It's the most disgusting Well, you brought it up. I need a description. It's Jackie Onassis's family. Jackie Onassis' family were the Beals, and they were gajillionaires that owned this mansion in the Hamptons or some shit. Okay. And the two oldest Beals... Uh, which were Jackie Jackie O's cousins. Okay. Uh, they lived in this house and they just like lost all their money, or I guess they were rich but didn't give a fuck, and so yeah. they just let the house like crumble fall around around, around, around around like it's, it's disgusting like. Shit. There's overgrown, like, crazy weeds and shit everywhere. I mean, it looks like a jungle when you're walking up to the house, and then you come onto the house, and it's like the wood is, like, peeling up, and, like, the panels from the house, and, okay, like, paint's Okay, but it's surely, like, a, you know, a house in disrepair is not No, disgusting. it's too no, real. Their minds are Their minds are They're totally insane, gone. and they're, yeah. like, laying in bed, like, eating caviar and toast. Yeah. And, like, that's 
all that they do. And it's just fucked up shit. They, they wear they, bathing suits but, the whole but time. You're saying this, but this particular documentary doesn't have any kind of story arc or something. No, kind of it totally does. Hope, it's just hope, them. Hopefulness at the end. Like, well, no, it's just them talking, really. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's like the Alan King's ones where it's like, it's just too real slice of life. Like, it's way too real. Well, the Alan King ones are interesting, though. And there's another, the other one that he made, the one about the married couple, yeah. is less depressing than Warrendale or yeah. Memories or... Um, well, really, those two are the wicked yeah. depressing ones. The other two aren't really that depressing, but the married one is just, it's literally slice of life. I'm following around this couple, and it's from the moment that they fell in love, they had a child, and now they're thinking about getting a divorce. And during this time where, like, divorce isn't really a thing that you do, and it's like, it's really, it's really intense to watch that happen. Right, and he's just a fly on the wall. Like that is fascinating, yeah. but it's not, it's not like a big theatrical story, you know. Speaking yeah. of Grey Gardens, they, uh, I actually want to see the new documentary now where they satirize it because I, oh, I mean, gross. like at least in the, uh, at least in the like clips where they show. Because I haven't watched any of the documentary now stuff. I don't know if you guys. I don't think I haven't watched it. No. Yeah, I've been yeah. waiting for you, you. You know what it is. Um, no, it's Bill. Bill Hader and Fred Armiston okay. are making like fake uh, documentaries and like sort of like drunk history kind of thing. Yeah, but it's like a TV show that's like satirizing like the documentary actual, format. Div- the documentary format, but like in actual documentaries based off real no 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 based off of completely made up stuff but like each one is in a different like kind of setting so like they satirize gray gardens i think they satirize like a like yeah like a dad yacht rock band that like blew up on one hit yeah yeah and they like actually wrote a song for it (laughs) but it's i mean it's bill Hader and fred armiston so so it's like you know that yeah there's i don't think there's any t in his name fred armiston I don't think it's a T. I, I think it's I just Armisen. Yeah. <laughs> you want to tell me that I'm taking you're the high road? You're being pedantic. You're being pedantic. Okay. So, uh, well, you're being a podiatrist. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> These are your feet. So my impression <laughs> of uh, Raiders was that it's a pretty good story and it's a pretty good documentary, but I wasn't wowed on either side of that. What? Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was really fucking great. I yeah, it was, so did I. I thought it was put together like fantastic. See, the thing that I didn't care about the documentary, and I, you know, it's okay. hard to be okay. They did something amazing, and I'm not going to be able to mimic it or whatever. But like, yeah, like if you saw any. If you saw any uh, trailers for it, you know, you get the seven or eight or three or four people that you recognize saying they made it over the course of seven or eight years with no budget and they were kids. Yeah. And then the movie starts off with those same guys coming. They made this movie with seven, eight years. They were all kids. Amazing. And then, like, throughout the rest of the documentary, it keeps cutting back to those people. They made it over 78 years, and they were all kids that had no budget. And I kept feeling like there was a sort of pattern on repeat that the documentary kept going back to, and it didn't have... It was trying to make an arc out of something, like you're talking about, build that shape. Yeah. Like, it had the ending, and it was like, how the fuck do we get to the ending? The ending works, but how do you get there? And I felt like it was kind of struggling trying to find... Uh, some kind of narrative to get to that last, the last, the last. See, uh, I thought it had a pretty act. good narrative with like the third wheel guy. I forget, I forget everyone's name. Sure, Jason. Sure. Jason. I just straight up don't remember. Names. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I thought that was a like a pretty good arc in it. Uh, I thought the whole thing about their friendship and when he got addicted to crystal meth and all yeah, that. Yeah, but they was, never show or they never talk well, they about. Probably what hap- don't have footage of that. Well, time. they don't need to show it per se, but they need to talk about what happened after. He, so he did four days clean. Now he's done. 
And Apparently. all the mess stuff is over, and now his life completely turned around? Like, uh, what? I mean, I guess they and then probably... He met, and then he met the girl because he was in a rock band, but then that didn't go anywhere? We didn't have yeah. any explanation? Was she on the set ever again? Maybe there was Why some we need loose to see ends, her? I guess. Yeah. It wasn't as clean. It, life isn't clean, no, Bezo. I don't need clean. What I need is... Or not need, but I'm just talking about as a documentary as a whole. Okay. I'm looking for the story that you're talking about, the shape and whatnot, and this arc. And I felt like it, they yeah. had the ending... And they had this old material. That it ended and they, fucking and they were strong. Trying. Yeah, dude, it really did. And they're trying to find that story. And, I, and I, that's why I felt like real bad. Like, why do I feel bad about this? Because I like the material, but I don't like necessarily the presentation. But can I fault one or the other? You know, for, how do you criticize a documentary based off what they're actually trying to capture or how well it is captured? I I understand where you're coming from, and I definitely agree that there were some things. And this is a a point that I don't like in films uh, or documentaries. I do not like it when they throw things in there that are like here's like oh did you fall asleep wake up because i'm addicted to meth now or whatever and it's like i don't like that kind of stuff that's really frustrating to me but um i was less captured by the more adult things Uh, like in a normal person's life those would be like pretty big things for sure but for me when i was watching it i was just thinking about like how I don't know. Like there were, so there were kids sitting in the row in front of us and I was like, that's so cool. Like, that's so cool. Like how awesome would it be to like bring a kid to this movie? Instead of finding Dory. Yeah, no, well for real. I mean like, that's so amazing. Like if you want to make a movie, like camcorders are so cheap now and it's like, you're not iPhones. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're not going to make a great movie, but like, get out there and fucking do something fun with your friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's so great. That's so. There's so much like whimsy there. It's that's so wonderful to me. That is one thing that I definitely thought was strong about it is that you do have this. Uh, you do kind of have this uh, element that's inspiring, where it's like, it, it, I mean, even though it was hard, like at least they tried, and like at least you can do things like that. that I thought that was really inspiring. Is like just kind of get off your ass and do it. Like one of the more poignant mo- moments in the film that I really liked was when they they wrap it up when they're like when they're like they thought they were losing their childhood by filming this whole thing but what turned out was they were actually filming their entire childhood yeah that was a nice little uh, turn a, on turn on turn of phrase and yeah. also like another great thing about it too is not just the aspect of being creative and embracing that side of you but also these guys have known each other forever and yeah. they admit that they fell out yeah. but they all get back together and it's like they're yeah. clearly friends. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, that's also such a great message. Except that that, I mean, not to... The Jason I I, guy the got... The Jason guy, he, like, shows up at the set with the plane. Yeah, and you see him for one scene. He's like, yep, I'm here. And then we never see him again. Yeah, except there was also that scene, where, like, shortly after when he was on the yeah. set. And he was, like, clearly just, like, bitching to the crew about, like, how he could have done things, like, way better. Right, with miniatures and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously he's jaded. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, I really want to give but you see, a whole lot of film see, time. That, <laughs> see, that's the kind of thing that, like, if you're... I want to see that... that why that after thread. all this like hey man yeah. we just brought this guy back and now he's he's yeah. not he's not he's not copacetic yeah yeah, yeah. i mean but that that whole ending is taken over by the pyrotechnic guy that yeah. shit is 
fucking that guy. That, I want to see a movie just on that guy. Yeah, that, that guy's a fucking. That guy's a psycho. legend. You know who he's he reminds me of? The first time he came on. Okay, so this guy, uh, they go. They get funding and they go to. Um, they get funding to film the final scene that they haven't filmed of Indiana Jones. And they're filming it how many years later? It's like 15. 15. They're filming the, the plane scene. So. so they go to this prop place or whatever and this guy, they pay this guy. They've got all these funds now and they're going to pay this suit to make yeah. a plane just so they can get the fight scene and then ultimately explode the plane. And this guy's like it the shot starts on his car and it says metalhead is like his license plate and then he proceeds to just talk about how much of a metalhead he is. And it turns out that's like the pyro that guy. The pyro that's guy? not the that's, that's not, not the, the guy. that's the guy that built oh. that's, that's the mechanic. I mean the guy who the, who the guy the who plane. built the plane. And then the pyro guy comes in like the the the, the collared uh, polo and he's like right. he's like we With can't the blow the, we cannot blow this thing up. It's impossible. You built it too strong because they put <laughs> fucking I beams in it. Yeah, yeah. For something they're gonna blow up, which is insane. I thought they were the same person. No. Nonetheless, though both of them i guess because i thought they were the same person reminded me of uh chris dowd or whatever from the west memphis three the little boy the dead kid it reminded me of the stepdad that (laughs) psychopath uh what's his name mark byers yeah yeah Yeah. byers chris byers mark byers i'm gonna piss on their grave yeah oh my god (laughs) Uh, that guy's nuts another good doc great docs doc talk uh yeah for the second one the second one sucks yeah i want to talk about i want to talk about how fucking nuts that scene is because that was so it's amazing that they captured that it's it happened so like real. three times low. The, I mean, because that first one is so fucking real. Yeah, but so was so the it, this the plane doesn't explode the correct way, and so the pyro guy is like, "I'm gonna go check it out. I'm a pyro guy. Like I got this." Like, well, not to be specific, it blew up, but only on the undercarriage, and it's supposed to blow up the whole top side of the thing, the big yeah. fire explosion. So, not to still, mention this guy is like insanely like preaching safety yeah 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 uh, throughout the film so he's he's, he's super ironic and yeah. contradictory so he walks up to the burning plane i feel bad spoiling well, this but like, like we've given we've you lots of spoilers you. there's yeah. like five minutes of just them hitting the buttons and, on yeah. like multiple and controls realize, like, this to try is and the last this. time they're ever going to get a chance to film this it explosion for the scene all, of their all money. money everything is on the line and this thing yeah. didn't explode so the pyro guy walks up to the plane, expe- inspecting it, seeing if maybe he can throw some more dynamite under he the. He said he's going to throw a propane tank into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but the <laughs> while f- he's standing oh, there, though, what's what's great is uh, it's it, it, you see it in a in a in a in a faraway shot, but the the guy who's filming the documentary that we're watching is behind him a good six feet with the camera wa- walking with him up to the plane that's on fire on the undercarriage. <laughs> Meanwhile, you have to realize the plane is loaded with explosives ready to go off. It's just that the fire is not getting to that part. Right, but while he's standing there, before anything crazy happens, he's just standing there with the pro t- pain tank, and he's like a couple 
feet maybe yeah. from this plane that's like fucking on fire. Right. And he's like looking at it just like, oh yeah, like oh, the bottom's <laughs> really on fire and like chunks of it are like falling <laughs> off right. and like lighting gas right, that's right, on right. the ground. I, I like too, there's one point where he's like, where he's like, one of the like documentary guys or something is like, so you're going to kick that into there? Right. The That's going to be dangerous. And he's like, yeah, yeah. it's about to get real dangerous. dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. No. Bro. And, and, in the, and then in the most unexpected of moments, the fucking thing just blows the fuck it, up. It is... I don't know why, but it looks like when you see like that is the best Adam explosion I've off, ever seen in a movie. It looks so fucking real. Like it's like you see the ground shake. Yeah, at coming at him at the at the fucking pyro guy. Yeah, he everybody falls over. Right, because it's, it's ex- a fucking bomb. It's an explosion, and the concussive thing blows, it knocks him to his ass. <laughs> He's basically unconscious. It shoot, well, he it no, he gets he gets up and he's like, oh, like stumbles <laughs> away, then falls <laughs> over. Right. Then you see another explosion behind him, like a minor one. It's just like the yeah. flames yeah, are like yeah, fanning yeah, yeah. out. And then the, they show a shot from way far away. Yeah. Yeah. And you just see some fucking guy like trucking <laughs> it down there to like make sure this dude's okay. Right. And then it explodes again. Right. And that guy's just like, whoa. <laughs> and he eats shit. It's just a gaggle of idiots. <laughs> that like they're it's it's so good because it's like a climax and they've just dealt with like this thing is like such like kind of a terrible carbon copy that's just like not right it's like form versus forms like it's just not working out and then it's just the perfect moment where it's, it's so like perfect. everything leads to this and it gets fucked up so badly <laughs> that the pyro guy almost dies right he passes out like so then some people go to get him Right. A different person than the other person that was right, walking by that was exploding. And then it explodes for a third time while they're yeah. trying to drag this guy away. It's and nuts. they get him beyond the line of safety. And they're just like, oh, I, well, I guess he's dead now. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, they call they call EMS and they come and pick but him up and like, they try to revive him. There was like an audible gasp in the yeah. theater because oh, everyone was just like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. is this for real? Well, because yeah. that's the thing is like, we know that... That guy is seriously in harm's way. That's yeah. not an actor that's been, you know, blue screen. This shit is this. not planned. Exactly, exactly. Be, and like, I felt really bad because I'm watching a movie, and it's like, if you know if someone dies right. in a movie, right. you know they're going to die going into it. Like, you know you're going to see fucked up shit. But like, so it blows up once, and like, there's like four of us that are laughing that go like, everybody gasps. And like me, my natural response is like fucking laugh because I'm a child of the internet. And like, <laughs> and so I'd laugh at it and then it blows up again. And then there's like three of us laughing. Yeah, and then like it blows dissipating. up the third time. And I'm the only one that's <laughs> dying in the theater. Just like, oh my God, this is perfect. This is a perfect ending. It's so crazy though when you see that like seismic reaction. Yeah. It's fucked. So I I consider this guy like legendary status for me (laughs) because as soon as he comes to, and it's like terrifying that he might not come to, but he's like 
barely conscious, coming to EMS is all over him. Yeah. The first thing he says is, "Did we get the shot?" And then the second thing he says is, as the EMS is cutting his shirt, <laughs> "This is a good shirt." He's like, "Am I bleeding?" And they're like, "No." He's like, "Then why are you ruining a perfectly good shirt?" <laughs> he can. He's like, his eyes are closed. He's like, he's he's Mad not even shot. conscious. But he's like, "Oh, he's killing my shirt, man." He's, he's just he's acting like a kid that just got out of the dentist. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Are yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to imagine because, like, with these movies, so like, uh, really any cult, like cult, cult movie, like Tommy Wiseau with the room, yeah. or like everyone from troll Two, or like the guys from american movie or this like raiders these guys became these like legendary weirdo legends yeah but it's like someone has to hunt them down yeah someone has to hunt them down and find out and i like to imagine that in a couple years or a, a few months or something once this movie gets um more uh, right i like to imagine that someone's gonna be like we gotta hunt down that guy like that's the (laughs) next guy guy that we need to hunt down yeah yeah they like they do a screening of this in like arkansas in like two years from now and then that's the one that the guy he's like we've got the stunt guy for the q a pyrotechnic guy (laughs) pyro guy for the q a afterwards yeah in arkansas come on that's like way more of like a snobby (laughs) ironic city that's like a brooklyn Austin, uh, LA yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah, I don't know. That shit was so perfect, though. Yeah, like there is like there's certain. That's the thing about like weird docs like this. And Winnebago like, Man is another yeah. one. That one's yeah. amazing. But like, I'll put this like sort of in the same category of like maybe like King of Kong and like definitely like American movie. Like I find a lot of kinship between those two. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, man, that's the thing is like some of these movies like. Like with American movie, there's multiple scenes where I'm like, they captured gold, and that gold would not have been captured if it was any script. Like it, that type of gold cannot be it's captured. It's all in right. So, well, that is actually a scripted line, which is funny. Yeah, except <laughs> that he's like cannot yeah. understand. No, how I think that of works. the Mike the Mike Shank acid story oh, yeah, is that's like great. is like the peak of American movie where I'm like where I'm like who the like how the fuck did you guys get this like this is gold like this is the type of thing that only comes from like being a documentary and like having ten, and fi- two thousand hours of recording just and following someone yeah i well that's what i love like all all this ilk of documentary because this is very different from the other documentaries that we've mentioned like dig or uh the alan king documentaries or, or Earl Morris or any any of the other like more uh, famous documentaries or documentarians these ones like Winnebago Man or American Movie the like cult documentaries it's so there's like this really endearing quality about them which is just like the normal like slice of life human nature that you just that for me allows me to overlook some of these loose ends or like things yeah. that they throw in there to like make it seem like there's a struggle yeah, or yeah. I guess what like I was saying before, like try to wake you up or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like I, I think that like, especially for this, like I think there's some amazing footage and I think that that will overweigh a lot of like maybe the story maybe for you and like, I can kind of get it that maybe it wasn't carved out correctly yeah. or like the pacing or like, 
when oh they God. could they could have maybe like punched the highs a little higher punch you know they yeah, dive yeah, yeah. down a little lower make the but, shape different but like, like some of the fucking footage is so good like that thing that explosion is one of my like instantly as soon as i watch i'm like this i'm gonna remember this for fucking ever mm-hmm. like this is the scene that comes into my head when i think of this movie Earlier in the picture, um, and you mentioned it earlier, that uh, there's a, at least one scene and kind of half of another where they do introduce this idea that they're fundraising in order to film this last scene. Yeah, the... I don't think that's the case. Why? I think they were fundraising to make the documentary that we just saw and contingent on making the documentary Back was ended. shooting this last scene. Uh... I think that's what they sold to the investor at the, uh, at the be- was that you're going to put five grand into making this documentary. The documentary we yeah. could potentially sell. We can't sell our, our Raiders remake for a yeah. sure. I mean, that makes sense. Why issues. wouldn't you? You have, a, you have a film crew following you around. Like, I mean, you can't really hide it. Yeah. I mean, I thought the same thing. It's like, it's like you're kind of, they're kind of trying to like pit, like the way that they cut that interaction. Yeah. They cut it where it's like, oh, they're just pitching this guy to help fund that but it's like they obviously that guy can't be like yo who's this documentary crew that's following you around and this is the thing that started to undermine what i was watching because Uh. if the whole process is that you know they didn't they never had the money to make the last shot but now they've got funding to make this documentary surely contingent on making the documentaries to have enough money to finish the damn movie yeah so um but it did look like they did a kickstarter so imagine they had a limited budget from the kickstarter to work with and so they weren't working working with like a distributor or whatever to that's to finance that's what's funny is because that is actually um american movie that's a huge threat of the movie but like it's kind of funny like the same thing in this as an american movie where it's these guys trying to find funding for it but like in american movie like the way that they find funding is like yeah they're finding funding for the movie but like they're filming them finding funding for the movie yeah because that's part of the process like i mean i can see like now i mean when american movie was made uh and like kind of where docs were like i can see then it it actually being like a sincere thing because he's also like hitting up like his like 90 year old uncle for money so it's like his uncle's not gonna buy into the doc yeah yeah yeah. but like nowadays like the way that everything is monetized and people i think understand that type of shit Mm -hmm. i think they maybe cut it to seem like they're trying to fund that last scene which might have been it might have been half and half i yeah, don't know yeah. i don't care i'm willing to like forego that i'm willing to just let that out of my mind and have it be like uh just suspend my disbelief did you like winnebago man because when eh. a really i i think uh. that one's interesting and funny but i guess yeah. what i like and the reason yeah. why i'm asking what i like about that movie is that there's um is the search they spend a lot longer on the search for that guy and yeah. that's like my favorite thing yeah is the search to find these people but you have yeah. a similar uh concept in the search to find yeah. the funds to make the movie yeah uh which is equally interesting to me yeah i mean it i mean it's kind of funny because both of them both of them uh yeah you're starting to have a lot of uh docs and everything uh centered around a lot of these like legendary tape trading tapes like pre-memes which is uh which is interesting i think i'm trying to think of like there's that other one that's about um i i've i was i've been trying to think about this whole time i couldn't remember what it was called but there's that other one about the i think that we own it 
I know that you and I watch it together, but it's about like the cassette tapes where the guy would record oh, Jungle Crackers. No, it's not about raves. It's the one about cassette tapes where the guy would like record his upstairs neighbors and then they made like a zine about it. And then it became like these like cult, like cult, cult, cult things. Yeah. Fuck. And it was the same thing where there was like literally a network of like you would subscribe to this zine or this magazine or whatever, this thing, this newsletter and every month it would list like this is the address that you're going to mail this off to and you would get a cassette tape and you could listen to the cassette tape and it would be all kinds of shit. What? So like sometimes and sometimes they think it would be VHS tapes as well, but like it would be It's just him recording his upstairs neighbor. So this the people that this film follows are these two guys that live together that were they were always kind of like these guys they were always doing like creative, creative shit parts, and yeah. they were best friends and they were living in LA and they were trying to make their way in the movie industry or whatever right and they moved into this apartment through circumstances of not having enough money they moved into this weird apartment and they ended up filming or recording their upstairs neighbor fuck yeah. because they were these old men that they didn't know what they looked like, but the old men would just get into like these insane fights, like absolutely insane. Like mm. you smell like beef, Frank, fuck <laughs> you. And then it would be like absolutely silent for like 10 minutes. And then the other guy would be like, I told you to stop dancing with my wife. And it's like, what is going on yeah, up there? I can't find it in initial Google searches. I was thinking of tape crackers, but yeah, that one's about like jungle rave tapes. Uh, yeah, fuck. What is that? That movie if is you know so good. We own it, I feel like. Uh, I don't I, know what I it is. I don't know. It's going to drive me insane, though, because it's really good. Yeah, but it's like yeah. the same kind of thing. And I guess that was the point that I was trying to make Ooh. before is that like there are a lot of like, there's this really awesome resurgence of there's a, a resurgence certainly of documentaries lately i feel like because yeah. it went kind of dry for a minute it was just like big action blockbuster kind of shit sure uh but now there's a lot more documentaries coming out and art films which is cool um but there's this whole other breed of documentaries that are, are that have been coming out over the past like five years i would say that are like about these like insanely yeah. niche weird culty things a, that are just like fucking amazing a lot of it stems around like that one this one a lot of it stems around uh like tape dubbing and like pre-internet tape trading right. and like things that became viral before be- viral before viral was existed. trackable really yeah yeah so you have all these people trading these same things right which like i don't know like that was definitely before my time because like i said earlier You're right. i'm a child of the internet like the allure of the of that tape the raiders tape was yeah. so much more mysterious than it is probably now where it's yeah well, now on it youtube would be, or yeah. whatever well you now know? if like kids were making it it would be like that kid it would be like these kids t- took a day to try to film something in their backyard and now they're on ellen and yeah. it's like <laughs> it's like uh, it would just it would just get blown up yeah like yeah. you can't have sh- like it's hard to get like that weird like grass roots virally well the thing, thing that's right. is, is, 
especially crazy about this particular movie. So the movie is found or eventually shown to Eli Roth. And yeah. God only knows how many copies existed before that. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, to afterwards. what extent, what what number copy was that that he originally saw, yeah. sure. which was then made into a copy that he brought yeah, to yeah. the but numathon And yeah. uh, what's crazy is that um, something... Wow, <laughs> this is I forgot awesome. what I was trying to say. Alan King. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to. Uh, there were there was kind of two things that kind of I got triggered while watching this movie at one point. Oh, whoa. Yeah. oh god, like, it's going to be a. Terrible. So first off, the first thing that happens is the guy um, uh, is has an executive producer, and there's two different executive producers, and one of them is this guy named Jeremy Kuhn. And <laughs> sorry. Where did it get cut off? Do you know? It did just literally right as you were talking. We're back. So, I, so <laughs> I clicked I, the wrong button. I went to Sorry. high school with this guy, Jeremy Kuhn, and the dude was like a bully. He was like a year older or something. He was in the marching band. I was in the band. It was like just a bully. And it was like, a oh, marching yeah. band bully? Yeah, I would have bullied. Like, well, the tuba players bullied. and the drums, they kind of like the, oh. the percussionist guys. They I would have bullied like, both of you guys. Yeah. <laughs> No, like, and I was like, oh, I always put a bad taste in my mouth. And then, like, a couple years later, like, Napoleon Dynamite came out, and I was like, fuck yeah, everybody loves Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. And come to find out, he was one of the producers that made that happen. And I was like, oh, I just don't like the idea that the guy is uh, success. Anyway, so that that's how the movie started off for me. And I was like, oh, I gotta shake that off. Gotta shake that off. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you saw it right off the bat. Yeah, as soon as his name comes up on the screen. Oh yeah, because they like, have a yeah. pretty like serious title sequence. So later on in the movie. Um, one of the little uh, ups and downs in, uh, in in drama is the main guy who's sort of directing and sort of coordinating this whole thing is trying to get more days off to, because there's been rain delays. Okay. And so he calls his boss asking for an extra two days, like yeah. literally an extra two days to film yeah. this thing. And you can tell like he's like panic stricken. He doesn't want to you call his so boss. You feel so bad for him. He obviously hates doing this. Yeah. And uh, you know, he, his job is on the line. Uh-uh. Or at least he's just really uncomfortable about doing this. And then he calls his boss and we get to hear the audio from his boss. And that motherfucker. God, I hated that guy. Oh, so it's not Jeremy? No, I hated the boss. Oh, I, I thought I thought this was going to relate back somehow. Well, I thought boss, you were going yeah, yeah, I I to be like, to say about why. that. Here's why. That boss is a fucking bully. Yeah, that boss is a total bully. That fucking line where he said, because the guy's like, he's got nothing left and he's just begging, you know, he's got all these people uh, on the line for trying two to get days. Say, for fucking 48 hours. Like, nothing's yeah, going to fuck company. I have a What's wrong with capitalism? And, That's and what's wrong with capitalism. <laughs> and the guy's like, I just need two more days. And he's like, man, you're at the end of your rope. I can't. I can't you know, yeah, and fuck then this, him. this one line that just fucking really got onto my nerves was, "You tell me that you don't like asking me for extra time off, but you keep calling me for it." Yeah, you fucking asshole. Fuck he clearly you. does not enjoy this process, and fuck you, you fucking like kicking him in yeah. the balls when he's trying to like suck up, and he can't respond because you're the one who holds the and just his face, and you're just fucking slapping it. around because oh. you can. You're, fuck you're, that you're, guy. Fuck you. I was fuck you. the best part of the movie outside of the explosion. <laughs> was the line that little text at the very end saying that he fucking quit that yeah. job and went to go do his own thing yeah. cuz I, I think they realized how much of an asshole that guy God, was. I can't, Fuck that guy. God, I was like so yeah. fucking cuz I've dealt with bosses like that but every time that that's happened I've said fine fuck you I'm not coming. <laughs> cuz fuck them. Fuck God, them. God, they're so yeah. Fuck them hard. Donna, you were going to fuck them hard. Jump on this hate train. Fuck them hard. Fuck them. <laughs> go. 
So, oh my God, I hate you so much. <laughs> Dude, you're a bully. I'm a bully. I'm a bully on this podcast. So, uh, he, this particular character, Eric, or is Eric the other one? I don't remember, but the, the guy who's like the director who's sort of pulling all the strings. Yeah. The, the more yeah. responsible guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so he states early on in the film about his job, and he says he works for a video game company. I used to work for a video game company, so I was immediately like, and also I love video games, spoiler alert, to real life Donna. Yeah. But yeah. I was like, what? Like, I gotta. So the whole movie, I was just like, every time they were in his yeah. office, I was like, eyeball and trying to find out which company it is. Yes. And then he talks to his fucking boss, and I was like, because that. That sounds like working for a video game company. Everything that yeah. he was describing. Everything he was describing. Then he does the phone call. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit. Like, what's going to happen? Are they going to say the name of the company? Like, I can't fucking <laughs> wait. Like, I'm finally going to find out. And the guy starts talking and he's like, hey, Alan. And I was like, whoa. Because there's a huge player. Because that guy is for sure like a PM or he's yeah. pretty high up whatever ladder there is to yeah. be high on. Yeah, he's probably a project manager or a team lead or something. But I mean, he's like or he's he's in the upper echelon of like humans that people actually care about in video game companies, um which are a few. And he says Alan and there's a guy that works for EA who's a a big up there guy and his name is Alan and I'm not going to say his last name because I don't know if I'm allowed to, but uh, I was like, Oh, oh maybe shit. It's EA. Well, does EA, that guy lives in LA, right? So yeah. But is it a, does EA have like an LA, LA dev office? office? Oh shit. Yeah. What? But that's not where Alan is though, but he's not yeah. too far from there. Ooh, damn. Look how but I've met, I've met Alan a few times though. And he's a nice guy, but I could definitely <laughs> see yeah. him getting that way. I just yeah, hate pieces, fuck of, people pieces like that. of shit fuck, like that. Yeah. You just fucking enjoy. Well, like, someone can figure out what video game company that guy's like, yeah. Because you should have been well, like, like dude, having man. power over people. It's like, dude, That's you should have just been like, dude, man, you're working so hard on this. You got 48 hours. All I have is that, you know, when you come back, I get to see the thing first. Yeah, just you be, know, cool. Like, be cool. Don't be a dick. Why? Why would you be a dick? Because you're a dick. That's why. Because you hate your own life. Hate those ass. That's why working at ea was like too though i mean it yeah. sucked like i was like a peon in the system and like literally the reason why i quit is because they would they refused despite the fact that i was overqualified for every position that i applied for within the company they refused me every single time yeah. shout out to ea because you're using my mug right now that says <laughs> ea on it but when when i worked there like we couldn't request time off for vacation unless we already had that time it saved up. So if I was requesting for a vacation uh, like six five months from months now, from now yeah. I would be refused because I Hadn't may not your five months of vacation. Again. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. But they would do the same shit. Like I got written up a bunch of times because like my family came to visit. And I wanted to hang out with my family that's never been here before. Yeah. And they're just like, well, fuck you. Like, yeah. that's your last strike. And it's like, really? Well, that's capitalism yeah. for you. 
<laughs> it's not capital. Yes, I, it is capital. It's the well, definition yeah. of capital. It's, it's, it's the fucking capitalist laissez-faire assholes that allow that type of shit to uh, happen. Well, I, fuck them. No, fuck them hard. No, because the, the boss you just, have some sort of boss, sympathy. The boss just lost a great worker as a result of that. <sighs> so that actually they, hurt the company. Yeah, they no, lost me. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that, you. That guy's, yeah. <laughs> that guy's a boss because of capitalism. Fuck them. Fuck them all. Fuck them all. Fuck them all. Burn it down. Shout out, though, <laughs> if you want to check me out in any EA video games, my name's in the credit for FIFA. 15 <laughs> so yeah. you know check me out there wow uh, i did it guys yeah well done Woo! yeah so solid yeah definite yeah solid worth watch uh definitely worth watching yeah I, I hope that anybody's listening to this had already seen it so they didn't get uh well we we, we, we did the thing i know we said the spoiler see thing, i don't mind i don't mind hearing spoilers and then watching something because uh, I mean, yeah, like, well, you're a freak. I mean, yeah. I mean, but like the whole thing is, is like I can try to explain how real that bomb blast is, but, but when you, you fucking watch it, it yeah. it's gonna be amazing. It's a pretty intense. And yeah, I'm gonna well. make a gif of it and just watch it <laughs> constantly because that's what I want to do is just see that because like it's like the sand moves, yeah, and like uh, like coming at them. Oh, it's so good. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, and and uh, I do love I do love uh, speaking of which the third wheel guy how he fucked up the whole Betamax copies. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Had to there's it. Because at the beginning I was like, oh, there's an A in the corner. Like, that's what the fuck? Well, that's that that? I, yeah. No, I was like, I know that's on the. I, I mean, that's not the dock. Yeah, but like I was like, I was like, I know that's something. And then when they brought it up, like, yeah, we had to scrap like uh, three a months summer's worth, worth of, of yeah. Which I don't, I don't know how to work Betamax, so I don't know how that happened. But uh, yeah, I don't yeah, either. That shit is fucked up. Yeah, because like I know with VHS, when you film with text, you can see the text in the viewfinder. I believe, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, because you can see the time code if you put a time code on it. Yeah, I think I don't know, but I've never worked with Betamax. Something to try. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so Raiders, the gr- story of the greatest fan fan film ever made. made like uh, oh wait, you can see it too. You can watch some of it. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Website? It's Raiders Guy. Ra- RaidersGuys.com. RaidersGuys.com. Um yeah, we can catch it. I thought there was a different website that he plugged there at the end. We almost well we That was of, the one that they had on the bottom. We yeah. sort of got a chance to see them live. Like yes. At the very end, there was supposed to be a Skype call in so we could talk to these guys, ask a few questions. The main actor who played Indy and the main director guy's friend. Um, but the the Skype call was terrible and we never, there were big blobs on the screen, but that's all we got. Yeah, a chance it was all of. fucked. So we didn't get a chance to really ask the questions. Yeah. I, would, I wanted to these find guys out. are doomed. They're like me. I wanted to find out what, if any, uh, copyright limitations were now on the original Raiders film and how they would be able to distribute it. I imagine it's distributed distributed it free uh, online on their website. Yeah, I, I would, I would bet it's sell it. Their website. I would bet, I would bet, um, I would bet special features on the DVD copy would be my guess, but... Oh, that's a smart... Well, no, because you can't sell it. Why? Because it, the whole thing is copyrighted, surely for um, for 20th Century Fox or Paramount, whoever owns it. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, the adaptation, twenty five dollars for a DVD. Damn, we need uh, to be selling some fan edits. Raiders Raiders <laughs> adaptation DVD plus digital download, forty dollars. I'd be. I wonder if I'd be down to throw in if you guys. You everyone throws in five bucks. Oh, yeah. yeah oh be. my god, you can buy the jacket on their website you can buy indy's jacket, jacket worn by chris 
for five thousand five hundred dollars. Holy shit, their store is amazing. Wow. They've done the oh you can get the you can get a book of the storyboards. Oh, that'd be cool. Their storyboards yeah. were story actually were really phenomenal. fucking awesome. They were and they were... Yeah. We should talk about... He yeah, drew Jason. it all from memory. Yeah. yeah, you have to realize back in the 80s, you couldn't just like fucking grab a VHS or a DVD or whatever and watch it scene for scene yeah. and storyboard it identically. He apparently was able to memorize a shitload of the movie as he watched it and created yeah, his yeah. own pretty detailed storyboard of the entire movie when he was like fucking 12 years old. That's yeah. crazy. Or yeah. eight or whatever he was. Yeah. That's crazy. Well done. I don't know. This is, this is wild. Yeah, I would definitely uh, like to see the whole thing. I'm assuming you're going to have to buy it. You can buy the whip on here for 3500 oh, There is a sweet shot at the end where he whips a can, <laughs> can off yeah. of the yeah. truck. Yeah, that's fucking, fun. He's really good at it. It only too. took him 800 tries and they got yeah, it. Right. Uh, they, they also do a really cute thing. So a couple other like little things that are really good. Um, I don't want to spoil any of the actual Raiders movie if you haven't seen it because there are some cute, funny little things that they... They talk about their their favorite moments. Yeah. Um, but the guy that they had to play the bad dude that he has a fight with at the end was fucking ripped. Holy shit, that guy ripped. He needs to be in Expendables 4. He looked like <laughs> fucking Batista from yeah. Guardians. He could like, be his stunt double. Shit. The guy was ginormous. It was crazy. So at the end of at the end of the movie, they show this final scene that they they shot that this documentary covers. Right. In the end credits, you mean? Or, yeah, yeah, in the end credi- credits, they show this this scene, all, finally all cut together, all finished. Yeah. With below it, the actual Raiders of the Lost Ark. So Arc. you can see how well it compares. And it is like really fucking good. spot <laughs> it's, on. Except yeah. for the when saturation. that dude takes his fucking shirt off. Yeah. It's like... Oh yeah, God. the guy who takes his shirt off in the remake is like yeah. a bigger, scarier, more monstrously huge guy than the ripped. one that's in the movie. Yeah, yeah. fucking ripped. Yeah. The, like he takes his shirt off and it's like, oh, my abs are like <laughs> growing abs right now. Yeah. And the other guy in the fucking original Raiders takes you're his like, shirt off. Like, it's all like floppy. Like, Who's it's this like, pussy? Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, it was crazy when they showed the end. The only way it was like. At first, the first scene, I switched them up, and I was like, okay, I need to pay attention to the one that has a little bit more saturation and contrast. Right. And then, uh, the <laughs> which Indiana Jones has a beer belly? Yeah. <laughs> you know, this, uh, and the final sequence was actually shot with a, a professional DP, so yeah. it obviously looks a lot closer to the original um, film mm-hmm. than the rest of the other stuff, which was shot, you know, like, you know, some handheld camera back in the day. So, yeah. But I mean, that, like, the whole story of how they made the uh, the rock, I, yeah. like, that's amazing. Yeah, they had to make the rock, like, five times. Yeah, every... And they did a great job, like, tracking that, too. Like, who... Wh- they were kids. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. My, favorite, my favorite story of that is, like, when they build the first one in the room... And then they finish building it and they can't get it out of the room because they <laughs> built it too large inside of the room and yeah. they didn't think of having to take it well, out. Well, I don't understand why they didn't just rebuild it outside because they said like they just scrapped that idea altogether and then went with the, the barrel. <laughs> well, yeah, because I imagine, I mean, haven't you ever like, haven't you ever like, like, like recorded a song or something and then like you get, you're like, you oh my God, I captured, I captured magic and then all right. of a sudden it like deletes itself. That's like, literally like, oh, what, like, what the fuck? And, and you don't try to recreate 
created as a result. No, because yeah. when you try Literally, to recreate it, it's garbage. Yeah. What tribute is all about by Tenacious yeah, yeah. D. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. The one with the spool looks so shitty. <laughs> it's so small. It's half of the size of that him, but it's supposed to be double the size of the person. That would be yeah. sweet, though, to do like build a track like that and get a spool and roll it down, but like put a GoPro on it. Why a GoPro that will rotate around? Yeah, as it's standing spinning. Yeah, yeah, that'd be sweet. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could just do, throw it down a hill. I don't think you'd need to make a track. You just well, if you just hill. throw it down a hill, there's no there's no saying that it will actually be rotating. The effect that I'm oh. looking for is a rotation. I mean, it will definitely roll if you put... It's a, it's two wheels, so if you push it down a hill, it will roll down a oh, hill. Oh, I understand. I thought you meant like literally just throw a GoPro. I was like, well, I mean, it might slide, <laughs> yeah, if you, you just idiot. throw a GoPro down... No, I'm saying you don't have to build a track for the spool. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Except that, I mean, like if you built a track, though, and you like put it above, then you could have like a really interesting perspective from like the ground in the sky or something. You know what I mean? This is something that is will never be done by us. So, <laughs> we'll bring it back over here. I don't even know why we're talking. So, do- documentaries. Um, one of the things that we haven't done yet uh, on the podcast is actually do a, f- a documentary that's a... Because there are some uh, fan edits of documentaries. Ooh. Or where people... Where there, there's not a legit documentary on a topic, but people have pulled like all of the behind the scenes of this particular movie and some of the promotional material of that thing or grabbed an interview from here or there and like pieced it all together in order to present sort of like a documentary type of context for uh, of what of this that or the okay. other kind of thing, um, some of those uh, are are you know uh, have gotten some praise. Others like, well, it's just a collection of you know interesting Shorts. stuff to look yeah, at. Yeah, googled everything and then watched everything that you googled. It would be similarly there, but yeah. it does look like there's some documentaries out there. I mean, it's maybe a little cliche, but like some Star Wars stuff where it's some really deep cut kind of stuff where they pieced together and found like you know two hours worth of material that is basically you know two or three generations removed from the easy stuff to find yeah yeah. and uh maybe that's something worth considering is from the documentary side to put that up and maybe do a look into that and do an episode the the one thing like that would be i'm down for that the one thing uh that i did find interesting is when they mirrored the behind the scenes of them filming that with them actually filming it because Steven Spielberg went through a lot of problems filming that as well. So it's like interesting because you even have like it's the same landscape and you have them doing the kind of same thing. Yeah, that, like that cut was really head. good. That cut was yeah, really that good. Cut, that, yeah, that cut. The mirrored cuts are are fantastic when they do that. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm also not a huge Raiders guy. I think I've seen Yeah, it like I, watched twice. A, I watched Raiders of the Lost Ark uh, yeah. uh, like a couple weeks ago and I was like, this, it gets a little weak in the second act. And it's just, it's not my, it's not my age range. Yeah. It's too it's too old all you fucking geezers that like that film <laughs> it's just like yeah. yeah it's just i mean i just didn't grow up and also like i'm not a crazy like action adventure yeah yeah, yeah. so whatever anyway what's your favorite indiana jones then am i allowed to talk uh, again or am i gonna get yelled at i honestly can't allow you to talk um no <laughs> i uh to be a thousand percent honest with you, I don't think I can separate them in my head. Really? What about you, Donna? Uh, Crusade. I like the third one the best, too. Duh. Yeah. I, yeah. Is there any other option? That one's amazing. Crystal Skull. It seems to be an what argument between favorite, one or three. Ass. You know, so 
I like. I, I like two. All right, though. I mean, Raiders yeah. is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Wait, Raiders no, is two. Temple of Doom is two. No, yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah, I, I don't mind two at all. At all. I, I like it a lot. I think the third one is just a, a, a more solid movie. And I don't. Yeah. I, I mean, there's like better lot. action and just the conversation between Sean Connery. Yeah, okay. Sean Connery's so a good, good addition. So Raiders, the first one, right, is the one where they fight Nazis and it's the classic running from the. Well, they fight Nazis in the third one as well. Okay. Second one is... Temple of Doom. Is that with his dad? Or is no, that that's, the, that's, no, that's the, third the third one. one. That that's one the third yeah, one. okay. So what's the second one? That's the one I'm not... There's like this, uh, you know, uh, deep uh, Aztecian kind of temple that they walk into. And there's uh, some guy who's like right. killing... He has his own little slaves that he's got from the population and he kills them in order to gain power and there's a scene where he like pulls his hand and some dude's heart and grabs it and he has the beating heart and he eats it huh. it's like the Nothing's famous there was the short round yeah. and it is like Tata Jones Tata Jones yeah, yeah. No, I, no. No. I mean it's no, all nothing. it's all nothing? Tomb Raider <laughs> I didn't even like Tomb Raider Tomb Raider sucks yeah, Tomb Raider yeah, except Tomb Raider. the new ones the new ones are amazing they're supposed to be but I just don't like the topic like I don't like like the no only the thing, new ones are good only, are, only are, Tomb Things that I like is Legends of the Hidden Temple. Shout out Silver Snakes. <laughs> Purple uh, parrots. So like your Illuminati blue, sign blue right bar- there. Blue Barracudas. There's, no one knows what I'm talking no, about. There's no, no. more. Uh, yellow Monkeys? Nope. What other ones are there? They're red. The monkeys red are parrots. red. Red parrots. No. Purple. Purple parrots. Red Monkeys. Yellow, yellow what? Do you know? I don't know. I don't I, think it's silver snakes, though. No, no one was saying silver. Okay, well, I'm so lost. You ever watch <laughs> Legends of the Hidden Temple? No. It's an old, it, it's like, did you ever watch like Guts? Well, like actually, this is interesting. So there's exactly what you were talking about, about fan edits. There's a guy on YouTube, for whatever reason... I, I watch a lot of weird stuff on YouTube and I actually subscribe to a lot of channels. 90% of them are like comedy or video games but, or both. But uh, for some reason, a couple weeks ago... Jaguars. Yes. Uh, a Orange cou- iguanas. A couple weeks ago in my uh, YouTube feed, like a recommended video was this video about Nickelodeon, uh, the Universal Orlando Studios, where Nickelodeon filmed Gak, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Um, Gak was a show? Yeah, and uh, the Arrow Craig show. That's Guts. Guts, yeah. Um, oh, Family Double Dare Double was Dare. what I was trying to yeah. think of. Wait, is Legends of the Hidden Temple that game where they like vid- they they put some act the kids on the CG screen and they're supposed to like play the video game while jumping up and down? No, 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 no. no, no. It's like Never it's mind. like they built like a whole like set piece, so it's like it's like essentially like there's like three games and then there's a final like temple run. So like that starts with like five teams because there's. There's um, the purple parrots, the silver snakes, the orange iguanas, the green monkeys, the blue barracudas, and the red jaguars. And then they start and they do like, they do just like 
uh, like tasks and like teams get knocked out and then the team that makes it to the end has to do like this big the final thing is like a big temple run so it's like it's like you have a team of like it's th- like an obstacle course an obstacle and course. there's like there's like Mayans that are hidden in it that like that can come out of like false walls and oh, like yeah, they, grab they, you they and so your, the kids. your teammate has to like tag out but like you have to yeah. try and get these yeah, artifacts yeah. and yeah, put yeah. them together it's essentially yeah. it's like a clone of like the aggro crag and guts so like guts is like the same gotcha, thing. Gotcha. it's like a kid's american gladiator yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway so there's this uh video that came up and it was about the universal orlando studios where they filmed nickelodeon these live action nickelodeon shows which were a huge yeah. thing and apparently this guy does uh like YouTube documentaries, I guess, specifically about abandoned places like the universal studios in Orlando and the the various old Disney parks and shit. So he does kind of the same thing where he like go, the videos take a little bit longer than like his normal channel because he goes through like all of Google to find like all the information. And it's not like he's going to these places and like filming it. He just goes through like pictures of like the maps and then like what it looks like from the last time someone went there and shit. It's pretty interesting. There's a there's a couple of those out where I'm from, uh, out in Michigan. Oh yeah, there's you one, have that. There's one in Irish Hills that's called um fuck, it's called Prehistoric Park, I think, or something like that. And uh, I thought it, you had like that cowboy one where there's out a by cowboy y'all. one too. Yeah, there's both uh, abandoned theme parks. Abandoned theme parks. So like out in the middle of the woods, there's like an overgrown dinosaurs. Oh shit! Dinosaur <laughs> like big giant. It's a prehistoric park. Yeah, yeah. So it's like all it's like. You know, it's just like big kind of Jurassic Parky things. Nice. Yeah, it's out in like Irish Hills area. Why which haven't is we like, ever gone there? Because it's fucking weird out there. Yeah, There's but like, I love dinosaurs, and I've gone camping in Irish Hills before. That, yeah, I mean Irish Hills is just weird, and it's just like it's kind of far out of the way. So it's yeah, just kind of really... like I mean, if I if I lived back there, maybe I'd go out to it. But like, I'm never. I'm not like a weird geo caching urban i like dinosaurs though dinosaurs are tight yeah yeah i mean there yeah there's some there's some really fucking weird shit out there yeah yeah all righty so uh wrapping it up thank you donna thank you ethan everybody Uh go see this documentary as soon as it comes to a theater near you yeah and uh you're gonna like it you're gonna enjoy it thank you for listening this wraps up another episode well we should talk about uh, you're on itunes now yeah 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 let's do some quick plug in here i'll I'll do me last but uh what's going on with the gary Busey town Uh, stuff this i think this is on the gary Busey town feed this one should be yeah so if you're on it just rate and review uh follow us on twitter at Called Busey. Email us if you need to. Called at Busey at gmail.com. If you just want to share your love. Yeah, follow me on Twitter, Ethan Billups. Yep. Just search that. Uh, my name is X34ERB. Or if there's <laughs> like a new movie that you'd like us to go see and talk about. Yeah. I, yep. I, this was an interesting experience. Like, we haven't done this yet. I don't think we've yeah. done theater. I don't think we've done a theater film yet. Well, Bezo uh, well, has. Yeah, but in we the spirit haven't. of you know, and in the spirit of fan editing, uh, it would be interesting to take a documentary and fan it and try to shape a better documentary out of it. Huh. But that'd be difficult to do without. But maybe you could probably do that with all the extra hours of footage if that was available, like on Blu-ray or whatever. I'm yeah. willing to give that a chance, but whoever has done those edits, be prepared because I guarantee I'm going to rip you to shreds. Yeah, and I don't, I don't see that very often in the fan edit community. I mean, people don't really do that, so. Mm, I can't. But I can't really see it. 
I mean, because like when you buy a documentary, it's not generally packed with extra features. Oh, well, I, I mean, no, that's something I've like, I've yeah. seen a few. I mean, not. not <laughs> <laughs> out of the three that <laughs> i've seen one had extra stuff <laughs> well like the, the just for comparison sake the metallica documentary had about four hours of it oh, so. four <laughs> hours of not want to see or an extra two and a half hours something like that it was four or whatever total yeah. okay forget about that for a moment Fuck anyway yeah so uh oh anyway, i want to plug w- some stuff yeah, yeah go ahead oh sorry were we talking about the movie still no no no. i was getting we're wrapping up go ahead i i'd be interested in watching a documentary one though I, I will rip you to shreds, though. No, no, no. Okay. Not, not me. Let's rip somebody else to shreds. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, you, whoever makes a documentary, yeah. one, uh, I'm going to kill you. Well, you, if you okay. make a documentary from a previous documentary, but if you make a new documentary based uh, off supplemental material that hasn't been put together yet. I'm still skeptical. All right. Fair okay. enough. Fair enough. I'm hard to impress. Fair it's enough. fine. Um, I want to plug. Uh, you can listen to our radio show. Yeah. So you can do that. How do you, you do that? Uh, it'll be up on a feed soon. Uh, as or if for you want to listen to it live, yeah. you can go to chaosradioaustin.org. Chaos. Is that C-H-A-O-S? No, K-A-O-S, radioaustin.org. We're doing 7 to 8 Central on Tuesdays. Tuesdays. Um, it's just a comedy variety and, uh, bit related funny weirdo times um, scripted scripted radio some somewhat partially, okay. partially uh, a lot of riffing too uh, mm-hmm. but yeah we'll we'll have a we'll have a FCC presents will have a feed on iTunes shortly we're just going to get like 3 in the bank so we've only cool. done like 2 so far so Give us a couple of weeks. We'll be up there. And speaking of uh, iTunes feed, I think I have figured out somewhat 80% there uh, yeah. on my iTunes feed for Feature This. So um, so instead of having to go to the website Feature This Podcast to catch the episodes that don't appear on the Gary Busey Take a feed, mobile. There will be uh, a Feature This Podcast on um, on Apple that you can catch there. And I'll try to get it on Stitcher and some other things if possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but work in progress, making progress, and uh, so there it yeah. is. All right. So just search feature this on iTunes. Yeah. Or Body Tape International. Hopefully. Body Tape International, the network that will be uh, umbrellaed over, or we will be umbrellaed under. How yeah. do you say that? So hopefully it will search that. And you'll, you'll feature this and that subsequent other podcast. And part of. All right. Everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for doing the podcast with me. Thank you for watching the movie, blah, 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 blah. And uh, we will uh, talk to you all later. Come Thanks. by, Tim Lee.
International. International.